What's happening? What's happening? What's going on, y'all? It's just getting in the Christmas spirit, out of bounds style. It's Wednesday, 5 to 7. Drive time. Um, Look, man, we're playing all Christmas music today. It's all Christmas, man. We're getting in the Christmas spirit, Um, out of bounds style, all Christmas music. Santa Claus is a black man. It's one of my favorites, one of my kids' favorites, you know. Uh, by I forgot who it was by Kimmy and somebody, some little girl and her dad. But um, look, man, big news already. 49ers cut Ray McDonald. Some more sexual assault allegations. Um, I don't know, man. The guy already had a second chance. I mean, and usually they say no second chance, but he got a second chance, and he looks. It looks like he just uh, flushed it away. News to everybody in the NFL, man. Look. Any sexual assaults, rape, um, beating your kids, cutting in front of old ladies in the lunch line, punching dogs, punching you know, punching your girlfriend, your pregnant girlfriend in the stomach, you're out of there, man. People will cut. They will cut you. They will cut you. That's it. You'll get cut. Um, I find it interesting, though. The NFL is bringing in some top-notch consultants. We've all, we already talked about earlier in the in the year how earlier in this amid these uh domestic violence allegations, well not I guess not allegations because we saw the tape with Ray Rice and um what's the other guy's name? Domestic violence the the, the beating up the kid, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> beating up his son. They brought they brought in a top-notch expert to handle these um, domestic domestic violence allegations, domestic abuse, all the other stuff, to rid the NFL of domestic abuse forever. They've got the guy to do it. And his name is Christian Peter. Christian Peter, former giant, not so great, former uh, whoever else he played for, I don't know. but Offensive lineman, wasn't he? Things no, defensive line. They went yeah, to Nebraska. He went to Nebraska. Yeah, he has a, twi- he has a twin brother too yeah. that played. He was a standout in Nebraska. He got drafted by the Patriots. They let him go. Then he got picked up by the Giants. Um, I, I'm not mistaken, but I think he was teammates with Lawrence Phillips, which is the irony of this whole. Ah, thing. well, yeah. I mean, I think he <laughs> might have. I might be thinking he's older than that, <laughs> not as old as that. But now, I don't know, man. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he was. He got he brought you know they, he had problems. He had a bunch of problems in college, and you know some rape allegations. He was drafted in '96, so I don't know. I think I think Lawrence That's Phillips. Lawrence was a little Phillips, bit after. no, Lawrence Phillips was '95 draft. Yeah, but Christian Peter, he was drafted in '96 by the New England Patriots. Uh, got picked up by the Giants after they cut him, and but before that, he had like a bunch of sexual assault allegations. He was punching women in the face. He was choking women out. And, you know, he kind of got swept, well, obviously swept under the rug. What happened when he was taken, when he when the Giants picked him up, they got him a psychiatrist or a psychologist, right, to uh, rid him of his problems. And now the guy, you know, he's married with, with about four kids, happily married. Uh, he's got a couple insurance businesses, and he's doing well. I guess he hadn't hit his wife lately. But um, the NFL is bringing him baby, in. Baby steps, Brandon, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, you know. Hey, whatever works, man. The NFL is bringing him in as a consultant on how to, uh, I don't know what he's going to do, 
but they're bringing him in for his uh, expertise, advice. You know, I guess maybe he'll tell tell the women to. Uh, it, I guess maybe he'll get in. Maybe he'll get all the significant others of the players and tell them, you know, to to duck, how to parry and how to duck and dodge and and uh and and, and you know and and the Floyd Mayweather defense maybe I don't know. I have no idea what this guy's going to tell anybody that'll be that'll help him out. I mean, this it's, it's weird. It's kind of like I mean, I don't even think this this isn't even the same thing as getting the catch me as you catch me if you can guy to um you know uh, cyber proof your company. I mean, at least if you get him, he'll give you something. You know, he'll say, "Hey man, this is the latest technology out, and this is how they're hacking into people's systems." He can help you out. But what is how is Christian Peter? going to help the NFL rid the problem of domestic violence, domestic abuse. I don't I really don't get that. But they're bringing him in and I, you know, Roger Goodell's I don't I don't know. I guess, I guess he hit the wall on the thing. He can't he he's he's like, "Hey man, we got to get in the guy that's guilty of doing all this stuff to help us out." I don't know. Well, two points once, it's a nice PR move by the NFL. You should know that from the lawyer stance of things. You, nice PR move. How's because you're nice bringing PR somebody move? in to, to consult with them. You're showing an effort to make things better instead he's of just a, sweeping another rug. And what two, about his victims, though? You're talking about Christian Peters? Yeah. Well, he's, the, a, he's, a, 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 he's reborn. He's turned his life around, oh, which is okay. another reason why it's good news to use him. Hey, look, we've... It can be these people can be turned around. They're not just you know broken <laughs> okay. souls, and right. they're just going to go around you know switching kids at the, at the blink of an eye because he dropped his milk cup on the floor. Well, Kathy Redmond doesn't think so, man. She thinks she says she was, raped, she was raped twice by Christian Peter in Nebraska. That's what she said. Oh, okay. So she doesn't think you know it's such a good idea. Well, I but, can uh, imagine she would hold a yeah. grudge for a while, regardless whether he thinks he turned his life around or not. I mean, but here's the thing: is it a, do you want a PR move or do you want to solve the problem? You know. Well, you're kind of trying to do from the NFL side of things. You're trying to do both. One, you're showing an example of someone who can turn their life around and having them talk to other people. And it, as a PR move, it just shows that you're making an effort in some way. And well, it might be a pointless effort, but it's still showing an effort to try to quiet the the the, the, uni, the Twitter universe and the uh, angry mobs that hang outside your office wanting you, you know, Roger Goodell or not Roger Goodell, but uh, your boy burned in eulogy. What? Roger Goodell. Yeah, Roger Goodell, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, I just say, yeah, I don't mind people burning a Roger Goodell in effigy. Effigy. Put a noose around his neck. You know what they'll say at his his funeral. (laughs) Yeah, put a a noose around his neck and hang him over, what is it? uh, What was the place? Where are they at? Downtown Manhattan? Uh, Times Square? But at least it shows him the the NFL attempting to make an effort. That's their PR side move of things. Now, whether it's a good move or not, it's an opinion in its own right. It's yet to be seen. But I'm just saying that's, I think, what their intentions are by making this move. Yeah, and for Ray McDonald, I kind of feel like, no, no offense to Ray McDonald, but he is, if you look in the grand scheme of all the players who have, I mean, he's immediately cut, and I think he's just kind of kind of the guy falling on the sword because he's a guy you can't immediately cut. Well, it's a timing thing. It's a timing yeah. thing. You know, and but he's he, also he, a 30-year-old defensive, a, replaceable defensive line. Yeah, I mean, it's all timing. The 49ers are losing. They don't need him. He's a, he's he's an aging veteran in by NFL standards, and he's a basically a two time offender. The first time, um, the charges were dropped, and now he's got other allegations, and you just can't. Yeah, you can't. He's he's a ticking time bomb. You can't you can't hide him anymore, and you can't uh, justify keeping a guy around. I mean, you know, he's not. It's not like he's producing. I mean, so it's a whole combination. It's a combination of things. 
you know. But hey, it is what it is. Hopefully, he can get his stuff together. And um, I mean, not I mean, the football life is is secondary. I mean, it's it's primary for him. But you know, longer longer long term picture. Hopefully, he can get his life together, man. Because regardless of this, I mean, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place as the old folks say. And this guy, you know, he, he's uh. He's always around something. If he's not guilty, he's always around something. So, you know, stay home, man. Go watch uh go watch top five or something or Exodus or something like that. This man. could be one step towards the Giants also in the big picture of revamping their their pro their their, their franchise right now, which will, which will end with Jim Harbaugh's tenure yeah. coming to a close. And this could be step one in terms of Redoing your franchise and it, it, well, he's it, it ultimately anyway. end with a new coach. But yeah. when you bring in a new coach, sometimes you want to get rid of some of the bad weeds that are left over from the previous regime. And and apparently he is one. Well, of them. I mean, you know, look how quickly they've fallen, man. Just two or three years ago, these guys in the Super Bowl. So you know, NFC Championship. He was on this show that you defended year. Kaepernick against me when he signed that contract, and I told you he wasn't worth it. Kaepernick, yeah, he's, he's nah. I mean, look. He's he's a good quarterback. And we need to get Carlo in here to give who's, me that defense of Vernon Davis again because where's that been at all year? <laughs> hey, Carlo. Yeah, yeah. That defense that. is where you are, not to be found. Carlo's coming <laughs> from Lexington, man. He's doing his uh, – he's doing his uh, – what is it called? The Kentucky One Health or? actual job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing he's doing Obamacare, the, man. The, the affordable thing that keeps his electricity on. <laughs> and speaking of speaking of uh, affordable health care, uh, Obamacare health health stuff. Let's stick with this football theme. The Bears, Chris Connie, who didn't play last, uh, he didn't play this Monday night when the Bears got shellacked again on national TV prime time by the New Orleans Saints. Chris Conte, he's a safety for the Bears, twenty about 25, 26 years old. He was getting interviewed uh, on another radio station in Chicago, and um, they the question came up about, um, you know, he's he's been injured and his career span, lifespan, all the other type of stuff. And he said that, um, you know, it's a 25-year-old guy, so he said, I'd rather have the experience of playing in the NFL and die 10 to 15 years earlier than not playing in the NFL and have a long life. I don't really look toward my life after football. I'll figure things out when I get there, as long as I outlive my parents. Now, like I said, Connie's a 25-year-old. Uh, this is the last year of his rookie contract. Um, he's going to be a free agent in March, and he's got three interceptions this year. He's, he's a decent player. He's a good player. Um, he's just hurt right now. But, um, you know, it, I guess this goes along the lines of uh, career length, longevity. I guess you can get into this concussion protocol stuff. You've got studies out that say that NFL players, because of the physicality of the game, won't have as long a lifespan as ordinary average Joes who sit behind a desk in their cubicle and order Jimmy John's at lunchtime. But, um, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Those guys can die of a heart attack. But um, Chris Connie says, hey, man, he's willing to uh, forego a long life if the studies are correct and get up in pain like uh, Jerome Bettis, you know, getting iced up every morning, every night before he goes to bed because of the money and everything else, the, the security for his family. And a lot of other players have said this, man. I mean, you know, they've asked a bunch of players. They always ask them, like uh, Chris Carter said it. You know, he told some guy, some reporter, you know, I might, my life might end at 60, but my life at 60 will be better than yours at 80 because of the money. 
Well, it's, no, I don't, you know, reminds me of my favorite uh, Bill Maher stand-ups where he said one time, uh, give me 75 uh, Sammy Davis years over 150, 150 Ken Starr years any day. <laughs> I don't know. You, you maybe remember Ken Starr, but those who don't, he was the guy that went after Bill Clinton in the yeah, uh, report. Yeah. Yeah. Very boring, yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of agree with that, but to, to the side note of – I mean, it's a choice you make. I mean, right? It's you know, it's 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 a price you have to. I mean, it's maybe a steep price, but it's one you have to pay to, to sometimes maybe get the the glory and the and the and the money and the fame and things that come along with it. Now, if you don't want it, if it's the price too steep for you to pay, then you know what? I'm just saying, don't play. Right. I'm telling you, there are right. a thousand to two thousand, a hundred quarter million people right behind you. That will pay that steep price for a shorter life and the the, the punishment it may comes afterwards to have that short time of fame. There, yeah, I mean, the fact, someone's going to take your place. So the fact of the matter is, these guys, and we've said it before, these on on the show before, these guys have a certain skill set that most people do not possess, and most people can't do what these guys do. And for the for the for the, I guess the opposite is true. For the most part, what they do is so specialized and that people will pay them to watch them do it and make money off of them. But when they quit, it's hard to adjust to normal life and they really can't do things that average people aren't they're not used they're not used to doing the average thing that people do, which is like getting up going to work nine to five in the morning. They're not that's just not how they are and how they operate. So if you ha- if you've got the opportunity to um, take advantage of your physical talents that nobody on else, that, that like a percentage of people on earth have, then go for it. I mean, you're 25, 20, and then you get, like you said, like 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 we said earlier, look, the guy's 25 years old. I'm 40. So my mind, your mindset at 40 and your mindset at 35 and beyond is totally different from uh, 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 your mindset as a single guy at 25 years old. It's just, you know, you don't look past that time, two, most people. Two things. One, uh, the first part where you described that, the first part of your, your, your discussion almost sounded like you could have been talking about someone who had to go to war as a soldier, not coming back and the skills and all those things like that. Yeah, they don't have uh, – about adjusting at the life afterwards. Well, that's basically what it is. Yeah, and second, uh, well, this doesn't count to any older player because that's not the same – we didn't, we didn't know what lies ahead for somebody like an Earl Campbell who's literally in a wheelchair yeah, now. Nobody. I mean, those – those players are a different argument. They don't count in this because we didn't know. We didn't know. You got we more know today. information now, right? But in today's age, you know, and you said he's twenty-five. I mean, for those who want to play into the thirties or forties or be like, in, you know, an Eli or an Eli, but I'm Peyton Manning, who's who willing to go through numerous neck surgeries and continue to get on the field. That's his choice. That's the what he wants to do, and he knows that there could be consequences consequences in the long run. And there's a player like uh, Robert Smith, the former running back out of Ohio State, Minnesota Vikings. Who retired at 28 after the end of his contract? He could have signed a multi-million huge deal. He's a different type of guy. He went to but, Northwestern. He no, he went a, to Ohio he's State. A, he's, a, well, he's a smart guy. Yeah, but he's, um, he was he was a he's guy a though that type of guy though. He was a new, he was a guy though that knew he had gotten uh, already. His career was at 28 years old. He knew he had made a good amount of money. He's there different. was no reason to put that much more damage on his body. Different guy. And he retired. He totally was a guy that was injury guy. prone through his career as well. Totally different guy though, because but he Robert made a, Smith, but he made that decision. Most players well, Robert would say Smith had other options. A lot of, we could have come back and signed a, a no, 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 no. Oh, Minnesota that's offered not, that's him a not what huge I'm deal. About. Robert Smith has other options. Robert Smith is on TV announcing games. Well, now is Chris, he is. Yes, is Chris, well, he was going to do that anyway. Maybe is Chris? Well, obviously, he did. <laughs> is Chris Conti going to do that? Is um, 
Vernon Davis going to do that? Is is uh what's this guy? Uh, whoever else is playing, are they going to? Is Ray McDonald going to do that? A lot of these guys don't have that certain skill set. That's what I'm saying. A lot of these guys, football is all they can do. Well, and, and, and it's all that they're going to do. That they're some of these guys, football is going to be the highest height that they'll reach in life. And that's I, you know, I don't know if it's sad. It's not sad. But I mean, it's just. That's just it is what it is because that's the shelf life for a National Football League player. But but in return, and Ray McDonald, first of all, his choice is being made by the league because of his off the field choices. Well, no, I'm, not, not, I'm not. When I, I'm talking about so his life, life after lifespan. football is is, is being cut short by his own decision making. But the other players you mentioned, I don't know where Conti went to school off the top of my head. Now well, you don't have to go specifics. But like but you do have. You do have but you I'm do talking about every the the overall makeup of the league. Well, if you if you hold your money correctly, if even if you're playing just for a few years and you went to college, so I'm assuming and hoping that you at least got your degree or at least got towards a degree, you can go back. Then there is life after football. It may not be television glory life like Robert Smith has, but there's yeah. plenty of opportunities to have life after football at an early age till retirement nah, well, to avoid I mean, any long term deals. Here's, here's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I just I'll make it quick because okay I I played college ball the biggest crowd I played with, um in front of was about fifteen twenty thousand people these guys are playing play for the front, Jaguars these play, <laughs> these guys are playing in front of like hundreds of thousands of people but the fact is that when when you get in front of a crowd like that or hundred thousand people on a on a weekly basis and when you retire. At the age of 32, and you don't have that on a weekly basis to um, to get you up in the morning. It's a totally it's a total life adjustment. So a lot of these guys, most of these guys, and they talk about it all the time. Most of them are not prepared for that. Robert Smith is a is an anomaly. He's not the average he's not the average NFL player. So. Most of the most of the guys that go nameless, um, but isn't that they, they their don't, fault? They don't, they don't have no. It's not their fault. I mean, they know that there's no. It, there's going to be a day that football ends at not, some point. Whose whether, fault is? What do you mean fault? You should be. I mean, it's as not a, their as, fault. I mean, I'm not saying that their fault is that there's something to blame for them, but they should know at some point they're not going to play football to their fifty. I mean, come on, they're they're not George Blanda. I mean, it doesn't happen. They're not going to be like Gordy Howe, the NHL, and play another sixty-five. I mean, they should know there's going to be a day is going to come eventually, maybe if not sooner than later. Well, I mean, you know, it's that's that's like a um, I don't know, man. I think you drank some you drank some of that the haterade this morning. <laughs> I, I drink but, that every morning. Yeah, it's, it's in your system, <laughs> man. Get some hater tots. I with mean, it. but it's that's just, but that, that's not even a a fault thing. That's a life thing. I mean, because you've got guys, you got people that went to high school, and the high school was their best time of their life and their highest time of their life and they can't adjust after high school so I mean it happens to everyone it happens it happens to people if you get unemployed if you have a job for 20 years and you get let go it's an adjustment it's, I mean that's everybody's got to go through that life adjustment to different degrees so what my point is when you go from a high of in front of a hundred thousand people on a Super Bowl, uh, in a Super Bowl or sixty thousand, whatever, and millions across the world, and everybody wanting your time and your your uh, your uh, your opinion on whatever to nothing after you retire and you're only thirty two years old. What is going to substitute 
for that high. It's nothing. I mean, nothing. Getting up, going to work every morning, it's not going to substitute for high. So it's a it's a psychological thing that you that you have to adjust. I get, I get, the, adjust. I get the shock of that. I get yeah. that, but you should also, on the other hand, is so you don't you don't you don't, just, you don't go to bed and rec- say you know at twenty five you don't say well hey man. You know, uh, at 32 years old, this is what I'm gonna have. This is what's gonna happen. This is I should be adjust. Trevor Kelsey said I should adjust for it, and it's my fault, and I shouldn't feel sorry oh, for myself. Well, I didn't say you yeah, shouldn't feel sorry. For that. I'm not saying that's, it's your fault. No, it's just a bad you don't thing. Have to I'm say just saying it. that's what you said. You said whose fault is that? So that means don't feel sorry for yourself. Well, because you know it's coming. You, if I'm 25 and I'm in the NFL, I know I'm not gonna be playing until I'm 40 years old. And it's not like having a job and being fired. If you get fired from a job, if if you're a lawyer. You can be a lawyer as long as you want to be a lawyer and practice law. No one's going to say, especially since you, you own your own practice, no one's going to say, Brendan, you have to stop being a lawyer now. You know because of your <laughs> career choice, <laughs> you can be as long, well, true, well, but not really often. You can pretty much practice law as long as you want, or as long as at least it's paying the bills, of course. You know, right. but, it, right. but being an NFL, you know going into professional sports, there is a cap and there's a ceiling and there's an expiration date on your livelihood and right. and if you don't realize that and not know that in this point in day and age, then you're just fooling yourself and setting yourself up for serious disappointment in your mid forties. Trevor, you sound like George McCaskey, man. I sound like I should be on that thirty that's for why, thirty broke. That's why. That's saying. why. That's why Richard Conkey from New Orleans tackled tackled George McCaskey, the, one of the owners of uh, <laughs> of the Chicago Bears, on Monday night when uh, George McCaskey was like, "Hey, man." He told uh he told uh what's this guy? He told Richard Conkey, he said, Hey man, get up out, you know, these are our seats, man. These are these are our seats. What are you doing up in here? And the guy, you know, gave him a little lip and then the owner was like, Hey, uh, whatever this guy is, the chief executive, one of the executives from Chicago Bears, he said, Hey man, um, get out of my seat and the guy didn't like it and the fan tackled him. I'm more surprised said, oh, he even I'm bothered with them. I, there was like I'm 11,000 empty seats at that game. You he couldn't find another seat. He <laughs> <laughs> really, you really had to be that picky about. Don't be that guy. You ever been in? The, you ever gone to a game where it's like half full or not even near full, and oh, you're yeah. sitting in a seat that's yeah. like two rows up from yeah. yours, maybe yeah. maybe even like in three seats over, yeah. and the guy's like, "That's my seat," and they walk yeah. up to you. And I'm like. And then, and the worst part is when they show up maybe like halfway through a first quarter. Oh yeah, I hate it. I if hate you it. haven't gotten there by the end of a first quarter or a first period, what a halftime, <laughs> you have foregone your seat to me. I'm sorry, you're done. Yeah, yeah, I don't care if you trouble. just got here and caught in traffic. You're, you had you just had your first shit, kid. I don't care. You're sitting next to me. You're sitting one row behind. Man, Trevor says, man, Trevor, you get you going off tonight, man. All NFL players who get who retire shouldn't you know get over it. Get over the adulation. Get over it. And if I'm sitting in your seat, if I'm sitting in your front, in your court side seat at the Lakers game, <laughs> and you get there late, you, you don't get, you there. get there late. You forfeit your seat. It's the five minute seat rule, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only player I give an exception to the not realizing his own future rule is Jay Cutler because that guy is just lost in his own world. Jay Cutler. He has no idea. The guy should have been cut three years ago, and he still thinks he has nothing wrong. Somebody so. says Jay Cutler's got the meth look. He's got that look like he smelled the world's worst fart every time. Yeah, he just has that look like he's just he's confused. Got, you, know, you know, look, he's got he's he's got to look like I went to Vanderbilt. That's the look he's got because he's like he I think that would be a smarter look. Well, nah, it's, it's like an arrogant <laughs> look. Yeah, it's, it's an arrogant look. Like whatever, man. He's, I bet he's he gave me this one seventy. Somebody whatever. somebody was telling me this. I heard this other day. But he reminds me. Yeah, I thought it was spot. On. He's quite guy that probably goes home and like no matter what happened to game, it's the lineman's fault. It's the receiver fault. You know, I, At this point, I, I played my best, but they didn't come through for me type guy. I don't think he cares. Not yeah. one to actually take the responsibility half the time, when he, it's even when it's deserved. And he's good. That's the thing he about he can obviously, be. Well, he's good. 
he's good enough not to he's good enough not to sit the bench. No, he's know? not sitting the bench because he makes a hundred million dollars. Well, he's good. That's the only reason. If he doesn't make a hundred million dollars, Jimmy Clausen would be the starting quarterback right now for the Chicago Bears. Nah, that's not, their backup. Clausen's is not as good as Cutler. No, no, but he's, at least he doesn't suck. Maybe he's bad sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like you know, he's got kind but of also, Jeff, he's got kind of that Jeff George thing. But and that's the problem. Um, some but he's guys has Jeff George. Is Jeff George? So that keeps him on the field. It, some guys don't respond to a benching, and Cutler seems like that guy that if you did bench him, is an attempt to. Well, set a fire under his butt, so to speak, which is usually what benching is done for. He would be the type of guy that wouldn't light a fire. He'd go sit in the corner with his in pout, like you know the guy who just took his cousin to the prom. <laughs> well, I mean, he's good. He's good enough. That, whoever who's the office coordinator was on the on TV apologizing. That guy's gonna be on Monster dot com. So that guy's gonna be soon. Is yeah. that even around still anymore? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer apologized tearfully. About going off on Jay Cutler, I guess he forgot who he was. He thought it was Jay Gruden talking about uh, RG three, but um, I, you know, hey man, I mean, but Jay, I mean, Jay Cutler's a coach killer, man. He's a coach killer. I mean, look at he has no excuse. The line is not as everybody bad as gets it was. fired. You everybody gets fired who's around Jay Cutler, but Jay Cutler. So you know, you know, I, I don't know, man. Jim Tre- ooh, Tress, Mark Tressman, uh, Mike Shanahan, Lovey Smith. He gets some fired, boss. Well, Jay- cut, well, Shanahan was said uh, he was still the coach. No, that was um, that was in Denver. Yeah, it wasn't Shanahan that was his last coach. It was the guy that's with the Patriots now. Kim no, well, Shanahan left. Yeah, when Jay Cutler was still there, and then the other guy, uh, uh, McD- uh, McDaniel, Jim McDaniel's. Yeah. He had him for one year, and then Elway came in and just dumped yeah, but he, that in but he stayed though. But well, he traded Cutler. He remember he yeah, came in and traded well, Cutler good, and Marshall good. and everybody. He did the right thing. Yeah, obviously he did the right thing. It worked out pretty good in Denver. <laughs> so you know, but hey, man, this stuff is what. Hey, Manny doesn't fall on your lap all the time, though. Yeah. Stuff. Well, Unless hey, you're uh, the Colts, they got lucky. They got lucky. Colts you know? who have fallen ass backwards into two franchise quarterbacks. Oh, Their ownership couldn't find his own there rear end if he sat on it. Stop hating on the, on the. Come on, Trev, man. Stop hating on the um, on the Broncos. That's what a that's what a Sunday night loss would do for you. You start you start hating, man. Oh, yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't bring yeah. that up. That's what his son is. Should I, should I hate on Mark Sanchez too? Well, he I mean he's 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 you know, Sanchez is gonna give you he's gonna give you some turnovers, man. I mean that's just that's just it, man. That's just it. Or should I hate on a, a Jonathan Huff for uh, not realizing that you need to come up and field a ball when it's uh, at the twenty yard line on well, a you kickoff? Need, you need to hate on who's who's that who's the corner that Dez just burnt all night? That was Kerry Williams, who is. No, nah, it wasn't. It was another. The oh, your Fletcher, Bra- Fletcher. Uh, Brandon Fletcher, or not Brandon G- Fletcher, but Bradley G- Fletcher. Wiz. Yeah. Oh yeah. Williams is the one that kept the drive. He gave us like two or three touchdowns. W- William, our the Eagles secondary is a boomer bust secondary, and the problem is they is bust that night. Yeah, if our defensive line isn't getting pressure on a quarterback and making them make snap yeah. decisions, yeah. then they are more way more bust than yeah. boom. It definitely wasn't the it, it wasn't uh anything like Thanksgiving Day. No, no, because if you can get if the, that line can get pressure on a quarterback and make a quarterback make a quicker decision than he wants to, yeah. those guys like to jump jump the routes and get interceptions. But if you give them too much time, they'll get burned constantly. They're not really the fastest. They're more than better against the run anyway. But look, check it. If anybody wants to join the hate the Trevor's spitting out because the, the Eagles lost to the Cowboys on Sunday night. Give us a call on that the hate today's Grinch. Lincoln <laughs> Buzz Line, 384-1450. It goes along with the uh, Christmas spirit, 384-1450. Follow us on Out of Bounds, Facebook, OOB, Twitter, and all that other good stuff. And, of course, the show is brought to you by 
yours truly, Brandon Lawrence Law Office, personal injury, wrongful death. Hey, man, we're going to take you out to this Christmas music. We'll be right back with more Ho, Ho, Ho. Out of bounds. What a Kimmy. He looked a lot like you. He was handsome. I can dig it. He was black. Right on. He had an afro. He was really out of sight. Now I'm going to tell everybody that I saw Santa. Santa Claus is a black man. Man, that's hey, look, man, that's one of the most romantic Christmas songs that you ever that you ever hear. I disagree. I think Wham's Christmas okay. song is the most romantic. Uh, you get a question mark for that. The one is last Christmas. You gave me your heart. The very next day, you stuck it away. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> I'll play. I'll play it for you eventually. Yeah, yeah. Please do play it. Play it with the uh, candles burning and the lights off. Please. But look, man, speaking of Christmas, a lot of teams, a lot of the lower tier teams in the NFL cannot wait for Christmas, man. And what I mean by Christmas is the uh, NFL draft. They're salivating. They're waiting patiently to see who gets that number one pick, the coveted number one pick. I mean, we kind of know who it's going to be. It's only between a couple different teams. But Todd McShay ESPN's got his mock draft. He came out today. And um, he's got his top 15. All right? The top pick. The top guy that Todd McShay says is going to be number one is Marcus Mariota, the quarterback from Oregon. He, Todd McShay says that uh, Mariota is going to go to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Eh, whatever. Um, With the recent track history of uh, those type of quarterbacks busting, that does kind of scream like a Tampa what, Bay the, draft They come from Oregon? No, just the, just the read option oh, uh, yeah. that we've seen kind yeah, of start to fail. With It's a big knock on the read option guys. Well, they're, they're, it's ju- I guess they're it's great for a minute, but then they fade away them. very quickly. Well, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, you get a year of film on them and you, you kind of catch up to it and, and they start to get hurt. And – the knock on Mariota is he's kind of fragile. He's a six foot four guy, about 190 pounds, and um, he got what happened. They lost the Arizona game, but I guess the excuse was from Oregon was I think the week before they played Washington State, and he got knocked around a little bit, and they said that that was the reason that um, they lost the Arizona game because he he was hurt in the game before, and it's like hold up, this is the NFL, man. You're gonna get knocked around every week, so what's the, what's you know? Are you gonna be able to make it through the season? Especially if, you, if you're looked at as being scrambling, as being yeah. one of your main aspects. He's a track guy, and he's, he's he's got blazing speed, so that's that's a, a key attribute. But just this, like RG three. But this point, in RG three, you can say he has, you know, has chicken legs and this and that. 
Listen, Cam it's Newton's as big as a linebacker, and he gets banged up as much as anybody well, running that same style. Everybody's going to get banged up. It's, good. it's your durability. The question, the question is, is can Mariota be more of a pocket passer, a more pass-pass-run guy, that, and adjust to that opposed to being pass-run, pass-run? And is he going to be durable? And well, yeah, well, durability is always going to be a question. Yeah, I mean, you just call it the, the coveted number one pick. Well, the Texans had number one pick last year, and how they, they don't they don't feel real uh, coveted right now well, with Devon Clowney. Well, he, he came in with an injury, but I'm talking about as far as quarterbacks go, you're going to get hit, and you want a quarterback. I mean, you, you want a guy. All of them get hurt. I mean, you know, hell, uh, Aaron Rodgers was out for a season. Cam Newton gets hurt. Everybody gets hurt, but the question is going to be is, you know, your longevity. You're going to have little knick-knack injuries that are going to keep you down, you know, out two and three games every season. Are you going to be able to go for a two or three season stretch and not miss a game, you know? Like, uh, I don't know, who who doesn't miss a game? Oh, yeah, like somebody, oh, Larry Fitzgerald, who who up until recently – was pretty much free of the major injury bug. And with the exception of last season's halfway year and then the one season Brady was out, him and him and Brady and yeah. Rodgers have both for the most part been pretty pretty stable of, of playing consistently on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, you but I, have I don't know, but bangs up that wouldn't be the most worry if I'm Tampa Bay looking at or any team looking at Mariota in the first, in the first couple picks or whether it be first pick, third it pick, whatever. It would be can he be an NFL quarterback because the the fad and the trend of taking these read option quarterbacks like your Cam Newton, but that's your, all you your got though. Pick, that's all you got. No, that's not true. There that's other, all you got. The top, the check it. You the don't top, have to take a quarterback guys. in the top though. You can take a quarterback no, late. No, I'm talking about quarterbacks. Period though. That's all you got. That's what they run in college. They run the read option. No, there's teams that run pro style. Louisville's one example. Of Alabama. That. Alabama. Alabama runs a pro style offense. Uh, it's, it's they don't not, run the read option. They don't have spread. a whole lot of success with with their quarterbacks. No, they don't. But yeah. does, just because they didn't I mean, have that's every everybody. No, I mean, there's it's, lots it's of teams a, that run the pro pro nobody, style. Nobody comes in as a quarterback and gets um, and has immediate success. It doesn't happen. Nobody's going to take the teams to the Super Bowl the first couple of years unless you maybe like Dan Marino or something. But then you already have a place. Already have a a successful team in place. But most of these colleges run these the run the read option or some form of a read option. There, I disagree. Most, There's some most like uh, well, Oregon runs it. The kid Connor Cook from Michigan State, uh, they run a pro style under center offense that that's used more by the NFL Connor and you've Cook. seen Kirk Cousins who's, He's not who came on the from that. Well, I'm just using an example his name I'm off talking the top about of my head. I'm talking Trevor, stay with me, man. I'm talking about quarterbacks that are going to get drafted. TCU, the top four quarter, the top four teams in this playoff thing. We got TCU, Oregon, Florida State, Alabama, right? Yeah. You would assume that, give or take, you know, Baylor and and uh, whatever other, the other team that didn't make it in there. Well, I'm sorry, Ohio State, not TCU. Ohio State. These teams, these are some of your top quarterbacks in the league. Well, does it just I mean, because you're a top stat getter and a, and a, and a high performer in college doesn't mean you're just going to equip to to the NFL. I mean, you're get they, drafted though. Yeah, but doesn't mean you always. That means you don't have a quarterback to go that high in the draft. Just because they get drafted doesn't mean they have to go in the first round. Just because they're doing a stellar college career. Which, I mean, how many times my, have we no, seen no, stellar no, college no. quarterbacks go is, high because of their is, products of systems? Well, the quarterback always goes high. The yeah, quarterback the, always, the quarterback went high last year. And usually it's Every, the, and usually it's the team, team that takes them is the one that's high because they get burned. Okay, look at look at this. Tampa Bay, they need a quarterback. Tennessee, they need a quarterback. Those are the top. It was probably going to be the two, 
give or take maybe Jaguars, those are going to be the two teams that are picking first and second. In my opinion, you can put Philadelphia in that list too because they need a quarterback to my point. But they're not going to pick that high. But just because you need a quarterback doesn't mean you have to take one in the first round. You can take a quarterback in the second, third, fourth round. That's why you're not an NFL GM because you're you're too (laughs) smart, Trevor. But every other GM in the NFL, they take quarterbacks. Uh, As an update. Update, they take quarterbacks, Trevor, especially when you get the Heisman winner, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, they say this is. I mean, this is Todd McShay. I'm so I know I know I don't know what Trevor Kelsey thinks, but Todd McShay from ESPN. Well, ESPN thinks never called and asked that, me <laughs> that Tennessee that the Tennessee Titans are going to take Jameis Winston second quarterback. He's a quarterback. <laughs> from, uh, I mean, but how, how can you if you got Mariota on the board and you have Jameis Winston on the board? How could you, if you have the first pick and you need a quarterback, why are you going to take a Leonard Williams, a Shane Ray, a Randy Gregory, a Amari Cooper? You can't, it's, it's, you got to take a quarterback. I don't disagree. The best quarterback this year statistically is a second round pick in Derek Carr from Fresno State, who ran a pro style offense, by the way. The second, Teddy Bridgewater, come from Louisville. His brother the, ran a pro style offense. Well, yeah, and his brother yeah, got slaughtered also with yeah, no exactly, offense. Exactly. Well, I mean, but, but and also look, look at the league. Let, let, go through the league and tell me how many teams are uh, that are playoff contention that actually have first round quarterbacks on their roster. Look at the AFC East, New England, Tom Brady, six rounder. Buffalo actually going with Cal Orton, who technically they benched their first round bust and EJ Manuel went with Cal Orton, who was a third round pick. But but, but who did they have before? Who did New England New England have before? Drew. Uh, Drew, what else? Bloods up. Washington State. Yeah. 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 That, that, that first rounder. They didn't first get him a ring, by the way. He's the first rounder, though. Brady, Brady got in by default, man. He got in by injury, Trevor. Cincinnati, second round pick. Pittsburgh, was, first round pick. It was, But hold up. But was it the first pick? What? Cincinnati? Cincinnati? No, he was like maybe top 10 second round. Yeah. And, he, and they took A.J. Green in the first round. Well, I mean, he's A.J. Green was a proven entity then. Andrew, Andy Dalton wasn't a bad. It's not a bad pick. He's not, he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, I'm looking through this is Arizona. I guess with Cal. I mean, there's less than a handful of teams of first round picks. But Cincinnati, they picked Achilles Smith first round. <laughs> I mean, so they also took just, David Klingler, who was yeah, a system quarterback, just as good as they are at one point. Just as good as just as good as the decision that they make, they make a bad decision. I mean, for but every you, one Andrew Luck you, you have, you're going to have ten guys but, that are busts. But you can't pass that guy up though. At that time, you couldn't pass Klingler up. I, I think there, I think high. there's think a, there's a very large amount of Cincinnati Bengals fans that will disagree man, with you. But who wants to take that? Keep in chance, mind, they, man, they dumped Boomer Sison for that pick, which angered a lot of Bengals fans at the well, time. He was old, man. He was like 31, and he went on and had a decent it's career. NF, it's NFL. They, they brought him back, and he took him back to the playoff contention. It's the NFL, <laughs> like four years man. later, it's the NFL. It's the NFL. You're old by 32. Hell, your favorite team is run by a, fr- a rookie free agent. It wasn't even drafted, and Tony Romo. But they they get they took a lot of other quarterbacks before him, and that did not work out. Did they ever take a first rounder? Uh was Troy a first rounder? Probably. Well, yes, he was. But yeah. that that was he was. Uh, I mean, but you know, and he started off as an option quarterback with Oklahoma until he transferred. So I mean, you yeah, know, he went to UCLA, he ran right. over pro style right. offense. Well, I mean, he started off, but he started off. Uh-huh. He started off running the option. He couldn't do it. He couldn't even beat out who was it? Jamel Holloway. Charles Johnson. And he went 0-15 that year. Your only win that year was Steve Walsh, who came from Miami. It's ran a pro-style offense. Well, I mean, I don't – the offense, I don't know that the offense means a whole lot. I, I, it's, it's the person. You know, you got to – you 
you know, you've got to have a consistent OC and uh, consistent consistent system around you. I will say this: of all the quarterbacks that are first round picks, at least in here, can you name any of them that ran a uh, a read option or a a uh, a one read half field read? Well, and, the read and option run? is the flavor of the is the flavor of the month. Yeah, the, the in college flavor at the bottom of the conference. Well, I mean, it's exciting. It, it does. Manziel ran a, ran a read. Uh, you know. He's not successful, you know, for his first game in Cleveland, but he he beat Alabama with it. Well, that's great. And he can, you know, and, so, and, I mean, and Al Bundy ran for four touchdowns in one game for Paul Kai. You know, they they both have something in common. Their best I, days are behind them. Every dog has his day. If you wait around long enough, if you wait around long enough, it's going to be, you know, the clock's going to strike twelve. You know, if you wait around long enough. A wrong clock is right, is right two times a day. Right now, the only exception is Russell A broken Wilson. clock is right two times a day. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Grandpa, for that uh, old saying there. There we go, baby. Hey, look, Trev, man. You getting those new Carmelos? <laughs> I haven't bought new. I haven't, bu- I haven't bought a player's shoes since I think KJ's. Man, you better get these Carmelos, I bought the KJ's. When they, remember those KJ's on Converse? You remember those back in the day? KJ. Who's they, KJ, the Kevin Johnsons. Oh no! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how far back I go. Oh, I'm not no. talking about penny loafers for the governor of San Francisco, <laughs> Sacramento either. Go home. I'm talking. Who's, who's that? Who's the governor? Isn't Kevin Johnson like the mayor of Sacramento? Oh, he's the mayor of yeah. Sacramento. Yeah. It's yeah, a governor, yeah. but mayor. Yeah, the governor's like uh, Gavin somebody. Yeah, it <laughs> ain't Arnold no more. <laughs> oh no, nah, no, nah, this guy. Yeah, this is Gavin McDermott or whatever. No, I'm not know. talking about those type of shoes. But he had some Converse. It was the first ever non pair of Nikes I'd ever That's bought, and on top of it. I had them for like two weeks, and the girl I was dating stole them from me, and I never got yeah. them back. I bought like one. I had some Chuck Taylors. Then I had like these oh, real yeah. soft Converse. Like the leather was real soft. They were cool, man, but you couldn't really do you're it. You're not a sneakerhead is what you're telling me? You're not? You know, like if I go to the gym, you know. See, but even me now. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge. I got shoes guy. I wear to play ball in or go to a gym, and, and, and not that they get used very much, to be honest with you. But, I mean, they were like – I go to Kohl's and buy them for like 50 bucks. I'm not, not going to go – in Peoria, Illinois, he like he's he just graduated from Bradley, uh uh Aaron, and he uh like puts his shoes on up for sale on uh Oh, I know some sneakerheads and all that stuff. I know those guys. He's like twenty something years old, so you know. I know a guy he's he's like that. He's got an entire his 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 spare bedroom is full of sneakers. It's and I don't get it. I mean, it's listen, I, I'm sure they probably think I'm weird for collecting memorabilia in some way as well. So it's you know, teach his own, but it is not to to mine. That's for sure. I'm not. Uh, Carmelo's got the. You know, he's with this brand Jordan. So Carmelo's got the Jordan Mellow M11s that are coming out. And I'm gonna tell you, man, they look nice. Are they colorful though? See, I don't yeah. like the big bright yeah. colors. I'm yeah. I'm a got, solid black, solid white shoe got. guy. He's got black and gold. Uh, Jordan Family, uh, which are like white and red, and he's got the the Red Hook Sunset. So if you want to, like, if you put these shoes on, you'll experience the sunset in Red Hook. Is Red Hook Brooklyn? For probably Brooklyn. 180 bucks, they're charged, and I better get more than a sunset out of them, personally. That's just my own opinion. And then you got the Concrete Islands. The Concrete paying, Islands? Yeah, paying homage to the last chapter in Carmelo's life. It sounds Living like, it sounds like a rejected uh, reggae band name. Manhattan. Oh, yeah, it does sound like <laughs> a good name. Concrete, what's it called? Concrete, Concrete Island. Island. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Concrete Island. Some of the gangs in Alcatraz were called. <laughs> Concrete <laughs> Jungle. 
That's like uh, Bob Marley and the Whale is yeah. Tosh. Yeah, Peter, that's what I was thinking, Peter Tosh as well. But um, I don't know, man. I don't. It's probably like two or three hundred bucks. But like the ones that are like the bright orange that kids like nowadays. I, I'm not with that. Yeah. I, that's, oh yeah, like the, that's the KDs, man. Yeah, they want the bright KDs. orange, the bright bright colors. I feel like Peter I'm watching Trey. a rerun of Miami Vice, and I'm ready to see like, <laughs> you know, w- w- are we gonna start wearing like the, you know blazers over you know, teal shirts and shoes with no <laughs> socks again? <laughs> oh no. Hey, speak. Keep it with the NBA theme. Not that I didn't like being. I liked my advice as a kid. Jabari Parker's out for the year, man. That's a sad news. Sad news. wasn't too much, too big a news though. Well, you know, it's been walkie. It's not. It's not. It was. You know. But a couple guys. It's crazy. Julius Randle's out. Jabari Parker's yeah. out. It's kind of weird. It's and there's weird. been. I mean, obviously Joel Embiid not playing at all yeah. for the season. The, 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 the one to, to spin some positive out of it, which sound, might sound weird because I've been in the hating mood this show today. <laughs> but to, to be somewhat positive about Just it, this show. <laughs> well, mostly in life, but today more so than not. Okay. Uh, he did get 25 games out of him. He's going to be hopefully back healthy yeah. by starting next year. So at least you got to see a good amount of him to know that you he's didn't be good. make a bad pick. Yeah, yeah he's going to be good. I mean, granted, he could have maybe hit a, a wall at some point in the season, but it didn't look like it. And it is bad for the Bucks to a degree because you just lose a big part. But you're a young oh, yeah. team. Young team. And you, you can bring him back. You've got pieces to move with guys like, you know, you still got Brandon Knight, who's still young and can be built around. O.J. Mayo's at least a serviceable role player. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, John Henson's been playing a lot better. Larry Sanders is a cancer, but you'll eventually move him. Somebody will take him, I'm sure. But. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's an opportunity for other guys to move up. Yeah. Um, you know, you got you, you got a couple guys that are going to, you know, obviously going to have to have some, have to get some more playing time. I mean, they weren't going uh, to the playoffs anyway this year. They could, actually, no, they could. I mean, no. if they had played really well and stayed healthy all year, they might have snuck into an eight seed. But I doubt it. It'd have been very hard to do. Yeah, they got a foreign and guy it, in there. Erson. Yeah, I actually like him. He's a good player because he's a stretch guy. He's one of those yeah. guys that likes to a stay stretch outside. Four. Yep. A stretch. Speaking very of stretch fours, what's his face? Draymond Green had a bad night. Well, not a bad night. He just got bullied a little bit by Zebo. And company Memphis. Zebo does that to a lot of people. Yeah, they do it to everybody. Um, except for the Spurs. But Memphis beat up on uh, Golden State last night. Broke their what, sixteen game winning streak or whatever it is that they had. And um, some some people saying, hey, it's uh Golden State's come up and they got exposed. But I mean, Golden State really didn't have a bad game last night. And then plus Andrew Bogut didn't play. But Memphis is just good, man. They do that to you. They lean on you all night. And they're forced to be reckoned with. They always go pretty, pretty decent, decently deep in the playoffs. But I mean, I guess you know people were saying, "Hey, Golden State is a team to beat in the West." You know, it's a storyline. It's early in the season. But I mean, hey, Golden State's good. They kind of live and die with uh, St- Steph Curry's three a whole lot. But what we're gonna do? Their postseason lives and dies on Andrew Bogut being healthy because without yeah. him, they have no front line help between him and Lee. They have yeah. no, and you can't win an NBA championship. They don't without, have a big physical guy anyway. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be tough. Guards only get you so far. They're exciting, but um, they we'll that. be right back. Talk a little bit more NBA, a little bit more other stuff. Kobe Jordan and some, you know, uh, maybe a little.
what's happening. You got a taste of the 80s or whatever. Um, never heard of that song. Trevor Kelsey played it. So we went from the great Donny Hathaway to Wham. There we go. To the great George Michael and Andrew Rigby. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. What else? What more else could you ask for? Um, check it, man. It's NBA. sad I know the other one, man, Wham member, though. That kind of sad. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. You know, there have been greater tragedies. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. He's got 32,331 points. He passed Michael Jordan uh, for third overall on the NBA scoring list. He did it, uh, what, last week, Sunday. He did it Sunday against the Timberwolves. He probably could have scored 32,000 against the Timberwolves. But um, <laughs> Leave Minnesota's finest alone. <laughs> yeah, Gorgie Jang playing defense. He wasn't oh, going to yeah. get no 32,000 points. There we go. The, the Kobe stopper. That's right. <laughs> But here's the thing, right? Kobe's got more points. Um, he's played more games. He's played 1,270 games compared to Jordan's 1,072 because obviously Kobe played when he was – he started in the league when he was 18 years old. Um, Jordan's averaged 30 points per game over 15 seasons. Uh, Kobe's averaged 25 points per game over 18 seasons. So, uh, who was it? Yeah, your boy, Reggie Miller, uh, <laughs> was asked by Dan Patrick, you know, just about Kobe, his accomplishment. He said, yeah, he said, who was tougher to guard? Because Reggie, you know, he's played against both of them. Um, he said, who was tougher to guard? So Reggie Miller says, Michael Jordan on his worst, he said, Michael Jordan was tougher to guard. Michael Jordan on his worst day is 10 times better than Kobe Bryant on his best day. <laughs> and then he goes, and that is not shortchanging Kobe Bryant. That's kind of like, hey, no disrespect. W- with all due respect, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, hey, he he played against both guys. And to be fair, um, Reggie did, he did, later he said um, in the interview, he said, well, you know, both of them really, you know, both of them, uh, handed me my lunch, so you know he said that both of them were great players, but it's one of those. It's it's an era thing. It's an era thing, right? Uh, Reggie probably played more years against Jordan than he did against Kobe. Uh, Reggie's a late eighties guy, eighty seven to two thousand four UCLA guy, um, and maybe Kobe's taking some of his shine when he goes to L A. He can't get you know maybe Kobe took a table from him at Spago. When um when 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 Reggie was there, he's like, oh man, oh I'm so, sorry, Senor Senor Miller, uh, Monsieur Miller, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant is already here. And Reggie got put in the table <laughs> next to the, the kitchen yeah. where he keeps getting hit yeah, on his elbow. Right. And he goes, he's, oh, no, man. he's more he's more mad at Kobe probably for costing him a title. Kobe performance in oh, overtime yeah. of Game Three in the 2000 Finals is probably the reason why Did Lakers they get swept won. though. No, no, it was four two. Oh well. That that game they took a, the Lakers took a three one lead instead of taking it serious nah, tied two two yeah three one the next and then the next game the Pacers beat them by like seventy points and then yeah. they went back to L A they, they, they didn't won. really have a chance though but that overtime Cope, Shaq had fouled out with three minutes playing the game went to overtime and even as a Pacers fan watching that game I thought Shaq's out of the game we've got this we 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 can yeah. win this game and Kobe was just clutch that's just how good he is in fact it's funny thing is is for that's someone who has such is. a clutch reputation it's the only time I've ever seen him actually be clutch. 
in the final seconds. You know he has the worst field goal percentage amongst players taking so many shots in the last, like, two minutes. Trevor, you're doing good, man. You, oh, you, you stop hating for, like, five minutes. Hey, Reg, Reggie's on key, though. I'll you take st- Jordan st- at his worst stop. over Kobe at his you best. St- you stop hating over, like, five minutes. But, I mean, you know. You agree or disagree with him, though? Kobe's Would you got, take Kobe? Kobe's Would got five. You? I'm not worried about the amount of rings. He's got five. Craig Hodges has six. Good. What's your point? He either one was uh Robert always got seven though. Yeah, and he was in he, I guarantee you. He's good. Big he, shot Bob. He's good. But about three of those he could have been off the roster and no one would have realized Who? it. Robert Ory. Oh, been, no. No, man. Not for Houston. Not not Clutch City when they won their two. I, he was listen, the man. I like Robert Ory on that team, but I think you do they would have been a lot more hurt if they'd lost a guy like I don't know, Clyde Drexler. Oh, to start, well, or maybe I don't know, Akeem Olajuwon. But he's a guy. He's a guy to put the nail in the coffin in a couple of those games. He's had a tendency of getting yeah. being in the spotlight he's of certain baller. moments. And so that, was a guy L- like Mario L- Ellis. He's L.A. too. He's a baller. You got to have those guys on those championship teams. It's never really. I mean, because the the great players are going to kind of cancel themselves, cancel each other out. If you've got two, the the bench guys or the fifth, the fifth and sixth guys who you. Got but Brandon, I'm asking you: Do you take Kobe on his best day or Jordan on his worst? I don't, you know. You got Jordan, one game, Jordan, game Jordan, seven. Jordan on his worst beat uh, beat Utah. He had the flu, right? Yeah, and, and, Kobe, and Kobe at his worst went three for 18 and still got an MVP award when he didn't deserve it when it should have gone to Paul Gasol. Oh, man. You don't like Kobe. Wow. He didn't deserve it. If anything, he cost the Lakers that series. Wow. Gasol was the reason they won that series. Oh, how did he cost them to do it? He went three of 18. They still won it, though. They still won it. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, I mean, let me ask you this: If John Starks, your, gone, hate, your hate is becoming irrational. If the Knicks had won that, if, if Knicks hate. had won Game Seven against the Rockets, would they have given the MVP to John Starks when he went one of eighteen in that game? You got irrational hate, Trevor. It's because the Knicks won. Like the guy won the championship, and you still hating on him. But um, I mean, that's, that's an unfair question because you got errors, man. Kobe's got his era. LeBron's got his era. Um. Jordan's got his era, and they never really overlapped as far as Kobe and LeBron's kind of yeah, have a little uh, bit. Never, not, I'm talking about more so than Kobe no, and no, Michael. No, did. I'm talking about at their best. I mean, the, the 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 Lakers with Kobe and Shaq didn't overlap with the Lakers. I mean, don't didn't overlap with Miami. Miami's championship. Uh, no, but so that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking. I'm not talking about you know. I'm not talking about Allen Iverson with the Sixers, right, going to the championship, which was a foregone conclusion they were going to lose. I'm not talking about LeBron who with the with the Cavaliers who got swept. I'm talking about these guys with their best team. They we're never going to see that. We didn't we didn't see that. We're not going to see Kobe and LeBron go at it with their you know with the with the good with Dwayne Wade and Shaq. You know you can't do that. And you're not going to see Jordan and uh, Pippen go at it. With Kobe in it because that didn't happen, so you know it's hard to compare that. No, but but, but Kobe I mean, did. Kobe was in a, his I mean, in his prime in the mid two thousands when LeBron came into the league. I mean they were in yeah, the league together. No, more I'm, so I'm than, talking about. I'm talking about. But I mean, yeah, you can have guys. You can, some guy can score sixty. You know, Mike Jennings scored what fifty sixty points. Brandon Jennings scored fifty sixty points. Um, you know, but it doesn't. You don't, you don't see – I'm talking about the your primetime player with a great team. And that's a difference – that's different than, you know, Jordan scoring 60 against the Celtics and they still lost the series. 63 know? double overtime, yeah. Yeah, they still lost the series. I'm talking about Jordan 
Jordan when he's got pit the full you know the full complement of the the the, the team. I want to see that. I, I mean anybody can see. You can go to the street. You can go to you see some guys play street ball. See I see. Uh, Wouldn't that Kobe's profe- fault for running off all the talented that would ride with him? I mean he's the only nah. guy in history to make Shaq mad. No, Shaq's loved by every teammate except for Kobe. Shaq's all right. He see you won another one, Miami. He's good to go. I got nothing against Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. I hated on him as a as a as a young Pacer fan because of the '95 conference finals. But outside huh? of that, he, the Magic beat and Shaq beat the Pacers in '95 conference finals. Oh uh, yeah, I went yeah. to two of those games. You know, really, I mean, yeah, you know, who who who's nobody really cares about second, Trevor, except for like. <laughs> Because you're a fan of the Pacers, but, you know. We're constantly second. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. Is or the, third or fourth. The Pacers in the last 20 or years fifth. have gone to, I, I did this math today, I think it's seven conference finals and only won once. So they're always a bridesmaid, never a bride well, for the Pacers. Hey, man. Yeah. Run, runs, runs in my family of fanhood because the Pacers, the Eagles uh, are the same way. There you go. <laughs> so there you go, man. I'm used to it now. There you go. Hey, y'all. Out of bounds is going to, uh, going to Charlotte, man. The Belk Bowl, baby. What is that? December the thirtieth in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you want to go with us, holler. Me, Carlo Kellum, Scott O'Laughlin. We're gonna meet the inside man down there. Um, down in Charlotte, December thirtieth. Um, you know, go cards, baby. If you wanna if you wanna roll with us down to uh if you wanna caravan down with us to the Belk Bowl and and do what we do. Are you driving a day in the life? We got the go camera and everything. 502-384-1450 on the Oxmoor Full Lincoln Buzz Line. Hit us up on Facebook, OOB, uh, Twitter, hashtag OOB, Out of Bounds, baby. That's how we do. So you're going to do the uh, take the uh, the Volkswagen minibus out to uh, Charlotte? You're going to drive the trip? You're nah, not man, fly? we're taking the short. We're taking the WXVW the short bus. bus. Short bus. <laughs> the, Gas the, is is 99 cents a gallon, man. That blew my mind, by the we way. We can get down there on one tank, baby. How crazy is it to, to drive home and see gas? I think it's 212 miles. How by crazy is it? How crazy is it? How crazy is it to for the pump to, for you to, for the pump to go click and you look up and you're like, wow. I, I, I've, 20 bucks. I've never spent bucks. less than 50 bucks filling up my yeah. uh, tank of a Buick out there. You, you drive a Hummer, so you know what I'm talking about. You can hardly remember it, right? When yeah. gas was two something. Like, I was two. probably getting my license at 16 on? back in 95. That's so it's, it's visions of 1980, man, when yeah. when uh, when it was a, when there was an oil shortage or whatever. Last and time people gas was this up. cheap, people yeah. still watching movies on VHS. You can't you can't <laughs> drive by a gas station all filled. You gotta wait like we gotta wait in line to get gas now. It is crazy to see gas is slow. It's, it's nice to see gas slow. It's a nice time to take a road trip to uh, to Charlotte. You going to Charlotte, man? Down I won't be there. Whatever but, uh, highway that is. I know one person that is going to be there hanging out with y'all, and he's Who's on the Oxmoor for right now. It's Inside Man. Inside Man, what's up, baby? Better late than never. We almost fired you, man. I know, man. I know, man. I know, man. You know, hey, on that nine to, supposed to be nine to five. It was more like nine to six today, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how it is, man. We got to pay those bills. Yeah, man, got to do that. How y'all guys doing, man? Miss talking to y'all. Yeah, man, everything's cool. What's going on? What's going on in your world down there in Charlotte, man? Salisbury. Hey, man, I'm kind of excited about this Belk Bowl. Should be a pretty good matchup, man. You yeah, know, yeah. Louisville, Georgia. You know, I hear a lot of a lot of Georgia fans out here. Well, man, they, you know, they they kind of cocky, you know, but I'm rooting, for, I'm rooting for the cards, man. I want the cards to come down here and hand it to them, man. Well, it's, the big, yeah. it's the big SEC, so, hey. ACC showdown, right? Exactly, you know, you know. I know this kind of crazy. The last time the ACC and the SEC matched up, man, <laughs> I don't know what happened that day, but it was like the ACC went four and zero against us. So I say, man, it must go snow the next day or something. You're not you talking know? about Clemson, hey, South Carolina, are you? 
Oh, yeah, that happened. Not only Clemson, <laughs> South Carolina, a few other things happened that weekend. Yeah. Know? But, yeah. hey, but hey, man, I'm excited, man. Excited about the upcoming playoffs going to come up in football. You know, bowl season coming up. Hey, you hey, know. Would you are, year. Inside, you are, you always bring us the real deal. What's going on? What, what what's happening? What's the big what's the biggest thing you got going? The the inside scoop you got, whatever's out of bounds. Well, well give it to us, man. Man, right now I'm gonna have to go with A Rod, man. You know, I'm the type of person, you know, I know you can get second chances and third chances, but I mean, this guy, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a supporter of um Major League Baseball on the bring him back and they talk about him being a DH hitter, you know. You gotta, yeah. you gotta sometimes think about the kids, man. The example you set for kids, niggas see this guy that that, you know, blatantly lied on stand saying that he didn't do it, and then came back and admitted to it. When you know, like our parents tell us when you're young, just go ahead and tell the truth in the beginning. You yeah. know, then when somebody get evidence of you trying to pay him to me, man, I think A Rod and the whole people that's dealing with them are out of bounds, man. I just, you know, they kind of leave a sore taste in my mouth. You know, you find some people that that get in trouble for for little things. I ain't gonna say little things, but things that I think can be rectified. They won't. It don't warrant some of the suspensions they're getting. But to see this happen, man, and just see them just keep giving a guy chance after chance. Yeah. To me, I think I think he's out of bounds, man. You is know? it? Is, is I also that right? think Jim Har. Go ahead. Um, you said Jim Harbaugh. What else? Yeah, man, Jim Harbaugh out of bounds too, man. I don't know what's going on in in San Francisco, but the whole San Francisco organization and Jim Harbaugh out of bounds. You know, even before the season started, man, it was just, you know, a whole lot of turmoil in the locker room. Even before the season started, talking about him not being there, him being traded. And, you know, with stuff like that going, I think it's, it's been a cancer in their locker room yeah. that has carried over into the into the year, man. And, you know, it's clearly it's clearly seen now by them missing the playoffs. You know, after going to three straight NFC championship games. You know, that's, that's amazing. Going to three straight NFC championship games and playing a Super Bowl during one of those times to come back to not even make the playoffs. But, you know, this has been a crazy year in the NFL. you got a lot of teams that's probably going to finish 10-6, and 11-5 that may not even get to the playoffs, man. So I really think that the NFL um, need to look at redoing the playoff situation when it comes to um, teams making the playoffs as well, man. Yeah, yeah, they, they're going to have to – they're probably going to have to take uh, at least – Take a look at the NBA approach. Inside, wouldn't you rather put out of bounds yeah. on the ownership of San Francisco? You said it yourself. They went to three straight NFC title games, and it's now the fourth year. So one year, no playoffs. Three straight NFC title games, one Super Bowl appearance, and that comes in Harbaugh's only four years there. Prior to that, they had a decade of mediocrity before he got there. I mean, bad mediocrity. And I like Mike Singletary. So, I mean, really, can you be punished for having the one seven and seven year after the three years you had before him? I mean, that, that's, that's like a, a shorter version of what the Eagles did to Andy Reid. Well, you know, yeah, I, mean, I, I also think it comes – and I, and I understand Robinson. what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying. But, you know, you, you also have to be able to be a leader, man. I mean, right now I just think he's lost the locker room. The NFL, it's not about what you did um, two years ago, one year ago, or three years ago. The NFL is about what you've done lately, you know. <laughs> so if you ain't winning and, you and you you know, you got to – you signed this quarterback to all this money. Something is going wrong there where I think that not only the ownership, but San Francisco, I think they all need to just go in a different direction. You know, I see where Michigan, you know, just laid him out a big contract. Maybe need to come on back home to Michigan, you know, or something. <laughs> but right now, yeah. <laughs> right hey, now, I think he done lost all. I think he done lost the locker room in San Francisco, man. But speaking, of, speaking of coaches outside, I mean outside, speaking of coaches inside, what, um, 
what's going on down in D.C., man? What's up? Jay Gruden is just going off on everybody, man. He, he said he's dogging out Deshaun Jackson. He's dogging out Colt McCoy. He's dogging out RG3. What's, is this guy, I mean, is he me, really like me, NFL me material? Man. Maybe, Head coach material? Maybe, maybe he got some. Maybe need to come down to my office and get a session. Maybe got some personality disorder. <laughs> I don't know what's, what's, yeah. what's going on with him, man. But, but you know, my thing is, in the NFL, it's very important. I don't care who team is. It's very important for that head coach and the quarterback to have that relationship. If your team is going to be successful, I mean, the quarterback is the leader of your team. The coach is the leader of the men that's on the team. You look at a la Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, you know, great relationship. You look at other coaches, man. Even Tony Romo and Jason Garrett got a good relationship after what yeah. they've been through. You got to, um, you know, it's just you got to have that coach to have that relationship with his quarterback. And I think by him going in the media outing his players is not something that's that's winning over the locker room. I think you know a lot of things in the NFL is done behind closed doors. And yeah. I know at some point, I think coaches and players both get frustrated. And, you know, a lot of times when, you, when, you, when you're dealing with anger, man, everybody get angry and everybody get mad at things. But it's how you – what's most important is how you deal with that anger, how you, how you express that anger. You know, we all get mad. But, you know, we, you have to be able to express it in a certain way. Going out in the media, throwing your quarterback under the bus one week, then coming back, going to the next guy, benching him, throwing him under the bus, coming back, bring the other guy back that you threw under the bus. Man, that's – right now you got your <laughs> locker room all tore up. I, I don't, I, I'm serious, man. I don't know what's going on in D.C. You know, this is – this is first year. You know, a lot of people tried to make it seem like it was RG three fault and that he ran Shanahan out of town as well. But I think it's I think it's bigger than that. I think it's, I think the pressure is on them to win in Washington so bad to you know, they don't realize that, you know, you can't turn a franchise around in one night. You know, you know, they they're in a very, you know, decent division with two teams like in the Eagles and the Cowboys that's having a great year, playoff-type year, you know, yeah. Super Bowl contenders, and you got the Giants that's kind of having an off year. And, you know, that's why I have a lot of respect for Tom Coughlin, man. Even the year that the Giants have had, his players still go out there and play for him hard. Right. You know, he hasn't lost the locker room. You know what I'm saying? That's a sign of a good veteran coach that know how to deal with it. Eli Manning threw five or six interceptions in one game. You never hear Tom Coughlin talking about it. No. Outing him in public. You know, no. he may bring him in office. So I think that's one thing that they're going to sit back and sit back in the offseason and try to rekindle the relationship between RG3 and um, Mr. Gruden because, you know, they, they drafted RG3 to be as, um, be their franchise quarterback, and it's not too late. The biggest thing is they got a big decision to make this this upcoming year with the option. Are they going to pick up the option on him or not? So, hey, they, they got a lot of decisions to make, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of decisions to make. And down in your neck of the woods, what's going on with Cam, man? Is he is he playing? Is he is he not? Because I mean, you know, right now, right you know, now, man. Carolina's in the playoffs. No, nah, actually, they're not right now. They, they was not? until okay. New Orleans. Oh yeah, until New, New Orleans, Orleans won. Right. When New, New Orleans, Orleans won Monday, it kind of put them a half a game back. So the big thing that's going on there, the big game this week, Carolina needs to be pulling for Atlanta to beat New Orleans because the last game, and and they beat Cleveland, you know, because the last game of the season come down to Atlanta and Carolina, and if Atlanta beat New Orleans. Next week in Carolina, Cleveland, whoever win that game is 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 the is the leader of that division for six and <laughs> a six and nine and one record or six and ten record, man. And going to the playoffs, hosting a game. That's Come crazy. on, NFL, if you listen to the yeah. out of bounds, do something about the playoffs scenario, man. Yeah, they got to um, change that. Format. Yeah, and 
Cam had a Cam had a bad accident. You know, it, you know he. I think he had some. They say from what it, what they were saying, he had some like two transverse fractures in his back, similar to what um, Tony Romo had, and, and, and someone else. I can't think of the name, and they was able to play through it. But in their situation, they got a reliable backup in Derek Anderson, who um, who's actually undefeated this year, two and zero. Being that both his wins came against Tampa Bay, they probably felt comfortable with him playing Tampa Bay last week since he had beat them first game of the season. They was able to, yeah, I'm serious, man. Yeah, they had pulled that. They had pulled that victory out. You know, they pulled it out in 1917. So you know, they got a big game with um with Johnny Jam Boogie coming to town, baby. Man, you know, yeah. and so, and so I think Der- doesn't Derek Anderson has many, has a, have a, as many Pro Bowl appearances as Cam Newton does in his career on top of it. He has one. I know that. Does Cam Newton have more than one that I'm not aware of? A Pro Bowl? Yeah. Derek Anderson was a Pro Bowler with the uh, with Browns the at one point. Browns. Yeah. yeah, with the yeah, the and Derek Anderson's a good quarterback, man. Yeah, you know, I tell people a, a lot, you know, and he's a veteran quarterback. You know, he got a lot of a lot of experience, man, that Cam Newton don't really have that experience. You know, Cam Cam haven't been haven't been healthy the whole year. And and me and me personally, I think Cam was kinda of dealt a shorthand by the by the um, offensive coordinator and the and the ownership there by you know they let Steve Smith go and he coming out having one of the best years as a receiver at his age. They let all his weapons go. There's only so much you can do with the weapons you have, man. You know, they, they tried to do it with Jericho Cotter and Jason Yvonne and since then I think Yvonne has been released and on another team now. So, you know, I yeah. I was kinda down on Cam a little bit at the beginning of the year, but looking at it, you know, he came out last week not last week but the week before and they played New Orleans and showed the type of quarterback that he can be when he's healthy. So um you know, good luck to Cam and a speedy recovery. But you know, hey, it's, it's interesting. It'll be an interesting week in the NFL. Every week is an interesting week in the NFL. You yeah, la- the last two weeks, man. I want to apologize to Cam. He is a two-time yeah. Pro Bowler. Anderson is a one-time. Yeah, but stop. Anderson's married to a former yeah. Playboy model, so he's got him trumped right there. Stop hating on Cam, man. <laughs> he's he's know, married. And, to and not only that, you know, yeah. Cam's getting his beat I, out I by a little understand. kid in the Unifed commercial. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why Carolina, man. They they kind of threw me. Off, but you know, a lot of those quarterbacks like Andy Dalton got his money. A lot of those quarterbacks that was going into their final year, their option, you know, they got they extended their contract. You know, Cam was rookie of the year, led him to the playoffs last year, and you know they didn't they didn't extend his money. So you got you got to be careful the way you handle your star player and the leader of your team because you got other players yeah. that's looking at that man. They're looking at it like man, if they ain't gonna take care of him right now, what are they what are they gonna do? Inside, they can't. You know, they look at it like. They can't afford to give no more money there. They gave all their money to two running backs that are way past their prime. Oh, yeah. They're locked up to two I running know, backs man. that never had a prime almost at some point. That's why they can't give him more I money. Know, out. I, man. Yeah, it was. Hey, I, I don't know if it – it kind of tripped me out, man, when I saw when Jonathan Stewart ran for like 150-some yards, 130-some yards. He still got it. I'm like, wow. He still got it, man. Man, I don't know if he still got it, but he he probably hurt again now, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I never spent hey. – I'm like, Trevor, I've never seen two running backs that get paid the way they do but stay on the shelf. You cannot be a benefit to the club if you're in the tub. That's what Bill Parcells say. Cold you know, tub. Hey. Cold yeah. tub, just like miles off. I got one more. I got one more person. Hey, make, make, it, make, person make it quick because we got a roll, man, because going deep's coming on inside. We got a roll. Yeah. Well, go hey, ahead. Okay, hey. Go ahead with it. Jadavion Clowney, if Jadavion Clowney, if you're listening, you're the first <laughs> pick in the draft for a reason. You cannot make the club in the tub. Four games, seven <laughs> tackles, and my book is a bust. Y'all take care. I'll see y'all right, inside. another time next week. Take care. Later. Hey, there we go. Inside man, he always brings it, and I think that was that was a personal pitch to uh Leroy Henry, our friend down there in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's a, a game cock fan for life, baby. 
But um, look, man, going deep's coming through. Talking about this college stuff, I guess they're going down to Charlotte. They're going to the Belk Bowl too, man. So you know they're in the house. They're doing their thing. Hey, we're up out of here. We're gonna get man. Why do you have to leave off on wham? That's some old bullshitty. But look, man, we're up out of here, baby. Until next week, every Wednesday, five to seven, out of bounds. We love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.